Good afternoon. Welcome, everybody. This is IoT 205, uh, Insights for a Connected World. Uh, I'm Ryan Burke. I work on the AWS IoT team as a software developer manager on the IoT console and customer experience. Uh, I'm joined today by my colleague, Michael Garcia, from the IoT team. And from Salesforce, we have uh, Bo Mangles and Aubrey Wing. So what to expect from this session? Um, today we're going to talk about uh, what are operational insights? Uh, how can we get them from the IoT console? We just launched a new uh, version 2 of our console last week. Uh, we have a new analytics service that is in limited preview. Um, and how we interact with uh, AWS IoT and the Salesforce IoT Cloud. We're going to be talking about uh, three main pillars of analytics. Uh, and then I'll give a, a quick walkthrough of the IoT console. Uh, some of the new features there. Um, we'll go through a demo where I have a, a sample implementation on top of the new analytics service. Uh, and then we'll have a lifecycle demo using our uh, solar panel kit, uh, which shows how uh, a device connected to AWS IoT can interoperate with the Salesforce IoT Cloud. And then we'll summarize with a value of uh, analytical insights. So the new AWS IoT console, uh, why are we launching a new one? Well, customers told us that the first iteration of the console uh, didn't give them a great picture of what was happening uh, with their IoT solutions uh, at a high level. Uh, it was difficult to onboard new devices. Uh, it was hard to find devices once they were onboarded. Um, and so uh, what, we've, what we've brought here today is um, some new uh, capabilities. So we have a new dashboard for operational insights. You get that top level view of your account. Uh, you can see connections being established. You can see uh, messages being published in and out of, your, of the account, uh, rules, activity. Uh, we also have full page detail views. Uh, so we used to have like a slider uh, pop out when you were clicking on a resource. Um, so we brought that into a full page view. Uh, makes it easier to read everything and find what you're looking for. Um, we have a new low friction connection wizard. Um, there are a lot of steps to connect a device to the service. So now we have uh, like a 15 minute process. It's a little wizard. Uh, you tell us about the device, you know, the operating system, the uh, version of the SDK you want to use. We give you a little script to run on your device. Uh, downloads and installs everything that it needs, uh, and then uh, gives you a little validation that the, uh, the, the device is connected. Uh, we have more search options. Um, so when you have a big uh, fleet of devices uh, in your account, um, you can search for them by name. Uh, you can search for them by the thing type uh, or the thing attributes that you give to the, the thing. Uh, and so I'll give a quick demo. Some of these new these new features. Uh, so at the top, I have uh, the top-level dashboard. Um, so a couple of graphs here. We have those uh, connections that are coming into the account. Um, these are going to be the MQTT uh, connections that get established. Uh, we have uh, some donut charts about messages uh, going in and out of your account. So you can break down by protocol whether they're using uh, HTTP or MQTT. Uh, we have lifecycle events like uh, connect, ping, and subscribes uh, versus the uh, publish. Uh, published message type, which is the actual data plane messages that your devices are sending in and out of the service. And then we have direction. So inbound, inbound messages are going to be those that your devices are publishing up to the cloud. Um, outbound are going to be those messages going out uh, back down to the devices. We have another view of messages published. It's that inbound and outbound, but now it's a graph over time. Uh, and so I can zoom in on these guys and, and kind of get uh, more information about individual data points. I can turn on and off certain uh, graphs. 
Uh, we also have rules executed, so as messages are being published in your account uh, and generating a rule activity, uh, you can see those, how those rules are being executed over time. And then uh, at the bottom here we have uh, shadow updates. So if your things are using the device shadow service, um, those get update and delete calls, uh, you can see the relative success versus failure uh, of those calls across the, across the account. Um, so I'll dig in here into our new uh, thing registry, uh, device registry interface. Um, so we have that, uh, that same card view here. Um, it's a lot easier to find things. You know, I can search for something like solar and I can get all of the hits against uh, solar here. Uh, I can search for something called uh, solar panel simulator. That shows me all of the simulators or the, the devices of type solar panel simulator here. It would also match the name if it matched the name. Um, so I'll step through creating a, a new device real quick. Uh, we'll call this one Johnny5. We'll give him a type of robot and a serial number 12345. So we've registered a new device. Here's that full page uh, detail view. Uh, we can see the type that's associated with this uh, thing and the serial number that I gave it of 12345. Um, I can click on these uh, magnifying glasses and jump right back out to the, uh, the registry interface and I can see that I'm searching for anything matching the word uh, robot. And so Johnny5 here has a, a type of robot and so we can, we can pull him up. Uh, same thing for attributes. Um, searching for that serial number equal to 12345. This one's gonna come up. I can clear this out and just search for serial number as an attribute and it hits against Johnny5. Um, we have uh, callouts to the, the security certificates, the IoT device certificates. Uh, this one is brand new, so it doesn't have any uh, security setup. Uh, we have quick callouts and little wizards to help uh, get security set up very quickly. Um, this is the device shadow for Johnny5. Uh, it's a brand new device, so he has no state just yet. Um, and then uh, new feature, uh, the device uh, activity tab uh, will show me what's happening with this device as a real-time feed. So we have a, an MQTT uh, WebSocket interface here. It's listening for any IoT lifecycle events like connecting, subscribing, disconnecting. Uh, it's also listening to those uh, device shadow topics. Um, so if this device is updating its shadow or other agents are updating its shadow, um, we'll see that activity here. Uh, and so to demonstrate that real quick, Come out here to our test client. Uh, so this is an MQTT WebSocket client. Um, I'm going to um, actually disconnect as the default ID and connect as Johnny5 so that all of these actions are being generated in the context of that device Johnny5. And so I'm going to um, just make a random subscription here real quick. Um, I will, so Johnny5 is connected and subscribed to this topic, ASDF. And then I'm also going to publish a new device shadow update. Where I update the state of this device. And so all of this activity could be, you know, I'm simulating it as a device here in the console, but I come back here and I can see all of these events have come in uh, in real time. So I can see that the device connected, I can see that it's subscribed to this topic, I can see that it uh, updated its shadow. And then we also see that the shadow has been updated in this tab over here. So um, the new detail view is great for operationally understanding what, what your devices are doing uh, in real time.
Okay, so coming back to the slides. So uh, the reason I go into the console first, um, it gives me a frame of reference for talking about uh, analytical insights and why uh, the new console is, is helpful in, in determining them. Um, but there's really three, three pillars of analytics that we want to focus on. Uh, the first one is uh, descriptive analytics. Um, these, these help us understand uh, the past of, of a device. Uh, what, what happened? Um, you know, descriptive, uh, descriptive analytics are going to be uh, dash, uh, dashboards, visualizations, um, trying to help us answer uh, what, what happened in the past. Uh, we also have predictive analytics, uh, which is going to help us tell uh, the future, what's going to happen, how can we forecast um, what is going to happen uh, based on uh, current data or, or past data. And then third, we have uh, prescriptive analytics, uh, which define um, using the combination of past, present, and future uh, to ensure uh, specific outcomes or recommended outcomes. Um, so descriptive, descriptive analytics, you know, as you see here, uh, it's going to be looking at something like a dashboard uh, where I see all of the data that has come in uh, that is being stored and, uh, uh, you know, help me answer questions about what's, what's, what's been going on. Um, I also have predictive analytics. Uh, examples of this would be, uh, you know, uh, fault detection or fault prediction, um, uh, fraud detection, uh, anomaly, uh, anomaly prediction. And then uh, prescriptive is going to be a combination of both descriptive and uh, predictive analytics to help me figure out something like uh, if I look at the past of this device and I can see that over time it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter and uh, I can predict when that threshold is going to be met when the device would overheat, well, I can set a rule that says, hey, don't let this device overheat. If you predict that it will overheat, you know, go ahead and, and power it down or you know, flag, flag some uh, CRM tool that a technician has to go out and, uh, and service it. Um, so I will go through a, a quick uh, sample implementation um, based on this new uh, analytics service uh, that we're building. Um, so with this blueprint, uh, starting at the uh, kind of the back left, um, I have uh, my solar panel simulated devices. They're publishing up to the AWS IoT service, uh, which is that second icon. The third icon represents a rule in our rules engine. So this uh, rules engine is going to be listening on the topics for my solar panels. And it's going to be sending data over to our new IoT metrics uh, analytics service. And it's also going to be sending data over to um, a Lambda function. And so what this Lambda function is going to do is it's going to look at data as it comes in in real time. And it's going to compare uh, that present value against the uh, fleet metric uh, so we have all of our devices being aggregated into, into like one fleet metric of uh, watts that are being generated by these devices. It's going to compare the current value against the fleet aggregate and say, hey, is this, is this device inside or outside a certain margin or threshold uh, of what the fleet is doing? It might indicate that this one device is, is unhealthy compared to the fleet. Uh, we're also going to be comparing the present data point of that device against its own history. So over time, you know, if it's about uh, 520, uh, PM and the current value is, is uh, 20, 20 watts being generated. Uh, if we look at yesterday, is that higher or lower? Is it abnormally higher or lower? Uh, if we go back a few days and look at the, the data, are we trending upwards or downwards? Um, and then uh, based, on, based on that analysis and using the metric service to, to make that determination, um, we can send a message and alert back to the IoT service. So that's the very top uh, icon. It goes from Lambda back into IoT. Uh, and then I can even store that as an additional metric. 
where I can see the, the history of uh, devices that have been um, in some kind of abnormal or alert state. And so our, our IoT metrics uh, service that we're building um, it stores data up to, uh, up to two weeks. Um, it also aggregates data at three dimensions or three levels. Uh, so I can see uh, when, I, when I define a metric, I, I pick a, like a data attribute. So in this case, my solar panels are, are generating a, a metric or a, a payload with the watts uh, being stored. And so in that, in that JSON payload, um, this rule is going to pull out um, any messages that have the watts key in the message. It's going to take the value and stuff it into my uh, IoT metric. Um, and I can build a, a metric for wattage generated for the entire fleet. Um, it also can be broken down by every rule. So a rule is going to have a new action. Um, I can pull that up on this other screen. So we have a new, a new uh, rules engine action called IoT metric. And this is going to be uh, pulling messages out of this topic filter here and sending it into a new metric I've defined called sim watts. These are all of my, my simulated solar panels. And the value that I'm pulling out, uh, I'm pulling out the state.reported.watts uh, key out of my payload going in. Um, now, I can have multiple rules that all report into this same metric name, sim watts. And so rules become the second hierarchy of dimensionality uh, for this metric. So that when I'm pulling the metrics out of the service, I can say, you know, without any dimensions, just give me all of the metrics for this fleet. Uh, or I can say, based on this rule that was inputting data into my metric, uh, pull out that, that aggregate. Uh, I can also go down to the third, uh, third dimension, which is the thing. So all the way down to individual things, we can pull metrics uh, out of this service. Um, and I can compare, you know, how is this device performing over time? How is it compared to this kind of grouping that's being clustered by the, the rule? Or how is it being compared to uh, the entire fleet? And so uh, I will step through the, uh, the Lambda code that I am using to compare values coming in. So uh, Lambda is going to be pulling messages in uh, from the solar panel um, in real time. And then uh, we're going to pull that current wattage value out of the, uh, the payload and also the name of this, this device out of the payload. Um, and so I have uh, five, five things that I'm looking for um, as, as this Lambda function evaluates. Uh, the first one is I want to compare uh, the present value to uh, the fleet aggregate. So I'm going to make a call out to my, uh, my metric service, and I'm going to get the, the fleet aggregate uh, value for that metric. Um, and I'm also going to be looking at uh, the full two weeks of data. I'm going to pull the average, average aggregation function uh, out of that. And I'm going to compare um, the current value of watts with the most recent value of the fleet metric. Um, and if we see a margin, you know, say greater than, I think I have 30% yeah, here, um, we'll throw an alert back to the IoT service uh, that says, hey, uh, this device is deviating from the current fleet norm. And so that's, that's the first thing I'm looking for, is how does this value compare, how does this one device compare to the fleet average? 
Um, the next thing that I'm looking for is uh, comparing the present value to the history of this thing. So yesterday at this time, what was the thing doing? What was the wattage being generated? Um, and if that is you know, abnormally different, uh, I think I'm doing a very similar thing here, yeah, comparing for like a plus minus 30% uh, percentage difference um, compared to the thing from yesterday. Um, so again, we make a call out to the metric service. Uh, in this case, I'm just getting the full two weeks because I knew I was going to use the full two weeks um, later on in this function. And then I can see the dimensions that I'm specifying. Uh, one is the rule name. Uh, so this is the rule I was showing in the IoT console, piping messages into uh, the IoT metric. And I also need to specify the thing name, so I only pull the metrics out for this particular thing. And then the same kind of thing, I look up a value in, in my metrics. This is all code that I've written here in the, the Lambda function um, based on the response from the IoT metric service. And I do that comparison and say, hey, look at the present value. Compare it to a value that I've looked at from yesterday. Am I seeing something drastically different? Uh, and if so, I'll send an alert back to IoT. Uh, the third thing I'm looking for, so in, in steps one and two, you know, I've used the, the present value of the fleet to augment my insight, my understanding of what's going on with this device. Um, in the second example, I'm using the past to help me understand more about the future. Uh, and so I think what is more interesting is using uh, the past and the present to help me tell something about, about the future. Um, so in this case, um, I am using both the uh, thing history and the fleet history of this metric to, to answer, is this rate of change of this device uh, faster or slower than the rate of change of the entire fleet? Um, and so I'm pulling out all of the data from uh, the past two weeks of the fleet metric and the device metric. I'm running it through a linear regression uh, function. And then I'm comparing the slope of those differences and saying, okay, is this, uh, is this device uh, changing faster, uh, dramatically faster than the, the rest of the fleet is um, to uh, tell me if I need to send some kind of alert. Um, so this tells me, you know, I can, I can start to, to learn more about the present, about how the rate of change uh, is, uh, is affecting the device, device's health. Um, in step four, uh, I am going to try and forecast a potential data failure. So now that I have this uh, slope um, and the linear regression of how my device has been uh, operating over time, uh, I can use the, uh, the intercept of that uh, linear regression to say, hey, is this device going to meet some threshold? In this case, it's the, just the y-intercept, uh, which I'm calling a, a failure. Uh, is, when is this going to hit the y-intercept uh, and trigger some kind of uh, failure state that I have defined? Um, and so we can say uh, in this code, um, Based on that linear regression, figure out when we're going to hit the y-intercept. And if that, uh, if that timestamp that I generate is within the next 30 days, hey, go ahead and send an alert back to IoT. This is something that, uh, that needs to be looked at. Um, yep, so this, you know, in just a couple lines of code, this is all of the logic of the Lambda function. Everything else down here is just helping me manipulate values uh, from that metric service. But with just a couple lines of code, I have four uh, four new insights that I've generated based on just that present, uh, present data that the device was sending up to the service. Um, I know more about, I have more insight about the present value uh, than I had before because of the metric service. I have more insight about the past uh, of that device, and I can also start to predict uh, the future health uh, of this device with all of that information. So that's, uh, that's just an example of a uh, 
sample implementation on top of this new um, metrics service. help if I showed the output of this. So on my dashboard, uh, as part of this limited preview uh, of the metrics service, um, we have a new graph down here uh, for the custom metrics. And so if I pull up my uh, simulated watts here, I can see the number of times that uh, wattage generated is being published into my account. Uh, if I change the aggregation function from count to sum, I can see in a, in a five-minute period, uh, or each of these five-minute periods, just how much uh, power is being generated by my entire fleet, because I am at the top-level dashboard here. Uh, and then if I switch it over to average, I can see, hey, how is each device uh, contributing uh, to, the, uh, to the total? And so my, my simulated service uh, of uh, solar panels um, comes online in Maine and California uh, in the morning. And so this is the, kind of the nighttime. Uh, and then as, as the sun comes up, I've got uh, more and more power being generated. And then if we come in here and look at a particular solar panel, um, also a part of the limited preview, we have uh, a new metrics tab here. And I can see uh, those similar lifecycle events and message direction uh, graphs from the uh, top-level dashboard, how is this one thing contributing messages and connections um, to the service? But I also have this custom metric graph down here. And so I can see how this guy is contributing uh, to that, that one, uh, the one uh, wattage metric. You know, what is this individual device's contribution? Cool, and then so any time in that Lambda function when I evaluate the present data and find one of those um, thresholds that I'm looking for, uh, I'm actually republishing a message back into IoT uh, to, to have a, another metric, another custom metric from uh, this new IoT uh, uh, analytics service uh, so I can start to track, hey, how are each of my devices uh, failing or you know, contributing to the overall number of uh, failures in my, uh, of my fleet? Uh, to get kind of a, a, a rough estimate of how healthy the fleet is. And so I have another metric here called the uh, SIM Solar Alerts. And I can see that, uh, oops, let's change the time frame back to the day. I can see that uh, because of how I set up the, uh, the simulated solar fleet um, in Maine, all of my devices are experiencing cloudy weather. And so when I had the service running for the past couple hours, um, I had a lot, of, uh, a lot of those alerts telling me, hey, uh, your devices in Maine are um, abnormal compared to the rest of the fleet. So this is, uh, this is an example of the uh, descriptive analytics is, you know, a human operator coming and looking at, uh, looking at a dashboard, looking at graphs, trying to get that operational picture uh, of service health. Um, and then if I were to hook up, you know, those alerts coming back into IoT, I can hook that back up to another rule, pipe it back out to something like SNS. For notifications, I can notify uh, a human or another uh, operator or another agent um, to take some action, um, which is a great segue into uh, how we integrated this physical solar panel device uh, with the Salesforce IoT Cloud. So I'm going to spin up um, this demo here. It needs, a couple, it needs about a minute of uh, generating data. 
And so I'll have, uh, I'll have my colleagues, uh, Michael Garcia and Bo Mangles, come up. Hey, what's up, guys? So first off, thank you for that awesome overview of, with AWS IoT Analytics. Um, so first, it's like I, we kind of want to, well, Michael's over here starting to assemble our solar panel farm. One of the first things that we want to actually take a look at is what are we actually looking at when we see this graph that's actually in front of you? So through everything that Ryan discussed, he talked about how AWS and AWS IoT is leveraging all of your device data to assign meaning behind what those devices are actually putting out. So what you're seeing is if you have 10 billion devices in our use case here, which is our solar farm, what we then have is saying, it's like, well, what are the commonalities between things that we see? And from there, you're gonna run all of that directly through AWS IoT, and it's gonna land within Salesforce IoT, where you can then take the insights that you're seeing from AWS IoT, and I know I'm saying a lot of IoTs here, so just please track with me, and assign business value to that. And what do we actually mean by business value? Well, it's great to be able to have and understand all of this device data and what it does, but the main thing we need to do is we need to be able to add the human element to it. So in our use case that we're about to be able to walk through, we're gonna basically simulate what a solar farm would do. So if any of you are from Nevada or from the Western United States, you know that there are hundreds of these that are all sitting around with 40,000 different solar panels that are popping up. And we're actually gonna walk through this particular use case using our 3D-dependent models here um, that Michael's gonna actually start walking us through today. So Michael, do you wanna show us as we attempt to do our best Abbott and Costello impressions? Are you, like, what are we actually taking a look at when we see this today? So what is this? Thanks, Bo. So yeah. what you can see is uh, multiple solar panels because we'll be simulating a solar farm. So you have a couple of solar panels here. You have a Raspberry Pi that is here, and then a board, integrated circuit, that has a few components. Uh, this is just to establish a link between the solar panel and the Pi so we can get you know, the value out of the Pi. Uh, so with this setup here, everything is connected to AWS IoT and it's sending data. So every three seconds, it's taking a snapshot at you know, how much the solar panels are generating power, and it's sending that to IoT. So we can actually visualize that on an Elasticsearch dashboard. So this is what you see there, and it's refreshing uh, every five seconds with the latest data, so all of this is live. And to prove it, maybe you can like yeah. pass your hand So here above are the it. clouds that are going across the sky. My <laughs> hand is a very lovely and beautiful cloud. So it's like we're gonna go ahead and see, we're now actually starting to see dips within each of the solar exactly. panels that are being affected. So as you can see, there's a lot of solar panel, and you might have noticed that we have four here, but there are many more uh, on this graph. The reason is uh, we have multiple prototypes of this demo. One, others are in other places, in other rooms at reInvent. And we have three of them, and one of them is running live. This one, our solar panel ID from uh, five to um, nine, actually. So if I wanted, I could zoom and just, for example, select uh, one of them. So, so Michael, essentially what we're looking at is we're watching all of the solar panel demos that are across all of Vegas at this point in time that are running. Exactly. Got it. And if I, if I was an admin, I could just you know, select uh, like this one and just take a look at one of the solar panel in particular. And I could also have a graph with a view uh, that would give me other metrics. So here we are doing a little bit of aggregation as well. We can see you know, the power that has been generated by the solar panel. And here 
the number five is our winner, apparently. It's the one that has been you know, generating the more uh, power. Um, so once we have this uh, data uh, in AWS IoT, we are able to visualize it. Um, now maybe we, we can act on it, and for that we are pushing the data to Salesforce IoT Cloud. Mm -hmm. Bo, can you explain what we are seeing on, on that graph? Yeah, absolutely. So as you saw, within, within the Elastic Cloud charts, you're actually being able to watch and monitor what every single one of those solar panels are doing at any given point in time. Sure. What we are now taking a look at here is we're hopping over into Salesforce IoT Cloud. The bubbles that you see in front of you are the steady states that we understand from what we already know about how solar panels are actually functioning. So right now, if we were to look across all of Las Vegas, 50% of our solar panels are actually operating efficiently. Those are the panels that we're actually taking a look at now. And 50% are actually in need of on-site repair, which those are the ones that are happening, I believe, over in the Venetian or something like <laughs> that. And so, which one is a really exciting thing for us to be able to say, it's like now you're actually seeing all of this live and in real time. But ultimately, what are we doing and how are we actually getting to this state? And why does this actually make sense to us? And why do you want to take a look at this if you actually are managing a solar farm? So, again, back to Ryan's earlier point, when it comes to analytics, you're pumping in all of this analytics data and you're trying to make sense out of it. So what we at Salesforce have done is we've created, what you're seeing here is like a fairly straightforward state machine that allows us to then assign rules to each of the corresponding states. So let's say there's a potential solar device issue or we need to be able to leverage a cleaning action. Most of this stuff is done based on customer insight. Most is like just leverage experience. But now what we're trying to do is we're seeing this from an analytics perspective. So we're actually being able to see this in real time. So you could combine the data that is coming from AWS IoT, from the connected devices, with data that is in Salesforce, like CRM data. That is absolutely correct. So what we're going to do now is let's actually go ahead, let's walk through it. So right. Let's have some fun and let's actually walk through this. So first of all, We'll go, go ahead and add a disclaimer. So many of you who have been in conferences before, it's like you've done live demos in person. We're doing one that doesn't operate on one contingency. We're operating one that runs on five based on our lights, our models, our, all of our wife, conference Wi-Fi that's here. So if you pray to demo gods, go ahead and shoot one up to them and say, let's make sure that we make this really, really wonderful. So first, let's go ahead and let's say we're going to do a potential solar device issue, right? Yes. So it's like right here. So let me pull up the other graph so we mm -hmm. can see the difference, actually. Stay a little bit up on the same one, over the same one. Mm -hmm. So here we're going to see some drops in there, and we'll see the value are different, and then it should go into this state. And apparently you did not pray enough to the demo gods because no. this should have moved. So let me just redeploy this. Oh, nope. Right. There we go. It moved. So it's just the UI that I need to refresh then. So what actually happened, and we can go back to it, is that mm -hmm. what Bo is doing, putting his uh, hand over, uh, we see the drop in the value in there. And mm -hmm. the business use case that we have is that if you have a solar farm, it has to produce a lot of electricity, right? Mm -hmm. If you have dust on your solar panel, then it means that you have to clean them because otherwise uh, they will produce less electricity. So with the hand on top of the panel, we're actually blocking the lights. Correct. And doing that, it means that we want to clean them. And in our demo, cleaning them is just actioning, you know, making use of the motor mm -hmm. uh, to turn them. Right. 
Exactly. And I think to build off of that, one of the business contexts that we want to really like, propose here is at any given state, when, this, when you have a solar farm, you're having about four to 5,000 of these per one service technician. The service technician can't possibly serve all of these at one time, so if we can write business logic rules with an IoT cloud that can then pass into AWS IoT, then potentially, as we've done here, we've already triggered the movements so that we're actually self-cleaning them. So no technician is actually required. But now let's actually simulate a case to where it's like, what if something actually gets stuck? Which we have here with our, this is gonna be our tumbleweed because we are in Nevada. And let's go ahead and let's block this off. So now we'll go back to the traffic view. So it's number, this one, number eight. And so we now see that this one particular dish is now receiving no power right. at all. And so now, um, because of the state that we can have in here, the red one, the on-site repair, Salesforce created a case for that solar panel number eight Correct. that we can see here. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a technician, I can go ahead yeah. and then choose the case, see that it's solar panel eight in whatever location mm -hmm. happen. And so then I can also see the description. So I can see in Salesforce data coming from AWS IoT. Mm -hmm. uh, because apparently the voltage of the solar panel was 1.024. Yes. So that means that as a technician, I could have access to like debugging information. I could also, thanks to a link, you know, uh, go back to the AWS IoT platform and use, you know, some of the graph showed by uh, Ryan to make sense of the data a little bit more. And then, for example, choosing the right toolbox. You know, I know mm -hmm. this, it's this type of solar panel, I've seen this issue before. Right. So it's probably that issue, so I need to take those tools. Correct. So what happens then? So I'm on site. So you're on site. I'm you're most likely accessing Service Cloud from a mobile device, but in this particular use case, it's like we're going to say you're running out there with one of those Toshiba Superbooks. You work through our specific, you walk through Sales Cloud, you understand what the fault is and the problem is. We go ahead and switch the status from new to closed. So we have to do the repair, right? Yes, of so. course. So let's switch to the webcam to show you the repair. It's a very it's a, technical step. It's a really intense moment. And here it is. I'm, a, I'm an expert. I'm glad you're safe. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're safe there. Okay. So we've now repaired our, we've now actually repaired our solar panel. Yes. We're back operating and functioning. And so I'm going to go ahead and switch the status to close. I'm going to click save. And now we can go back. And now we'll go back here. Oh, so something changed, right? On the blue, I have customer yep. confirmation. So that's customer confirmation. So that means that it's actually, we've actually come through here and we've actually confirmed that this panel is now fixed. Okay. So it's like we've closed this, we're now back on track to being all the way to normal state. So if I'm an administrator, let's say I can see again with this panel, the technician does the repair in a B2B scenario, then yeah. I could wait and maybe confirm other checkpoints yeah, of course. before saying, okay, I'm good with the repairs. Absolutely. Okay, and in a B2C scenario, then if I have a technician that comes and repairs the boiler in my, uh, in my apartment, then I can mm -hmm. wait to get a hot shower, make sure it's fixed, Yes. and then say to the company, okay, I'm good. Yeah. And how do you do the confirmation then? So what can you use? We actually use the confirmation, so the confirmation that we can use here is within the AS, like AWS IoT button. 
So I'm going to go ahead and click. I can show it maybe when it's so here's, beeping. So it's beeping right there. So pray to the demo god once more, please. I might have accidentally been green before. All right. Green. Okay, so now we've gone back to green. And yeah, it looks like all of the solar panels here are actually operating so it's functioning. Back to normal now. We're all back to normal. Okay, good. Great. Yeah, very good. All right. Perfect. So then we can use all the data uh, in Salesforce with the rules, connect all the objects that we have to securely with AWS IoT, mm -hmm. and make use of the data in exactly. Salesforce. Yeah. With the whole prep point of that being, and one of the main value adds in which we see it's essentially mid, like merging human expertise as well as what we know from the device data, right? Yeah. So all of the device data is coming in and being managed from AWS IoT. All of the human context data is being managed within Salesforce IoT. And together, it's like we can help build an end-to-end -end solution for really solar farms to robotics manufacturers to fleet management tools. Anything that you want to be able to do, we can do it. Great. Yeah. All right. That's it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> it works. Just need to turn that light off so I can see again. Um, so coming coming to uh, to wrap this all up, um, you know, there's there's two takeaways that uh, that I really want you to, to come away with. Um, one is that there's there's kind of a pitfall of the term analytics. Um, a lot of people think, hey, I want to build my solution, and then I'm going to put some kind of analytic solution on top of it and just measure it. And, and you know, understand the health of that system, um, help me make you know, future, future business decisions. Um, but really, uh, analytics you want to start thinking about at the start uh, of, a, of a business solution, um, during every part of the development cycle, uh, at the end, and then start it all over again. Um, you want to think about analytics as uh, a data model, which is uh, a question. You're going to form a question. What, what do we want to learn about this system? Um, start with your questions up front, and then your solution, you can start to work your analytics into that solution over time, and then as you deploy that solution or that iteration of that solution, you can see if you've answered your question. Um, so that's, that's kind of one, one takeaway, is, is always think about analytics at every stage, uh, not just uh, at the end to see if you did something uh, correctly or not, or if something is healthy or not. Um, because the, the currency of, of IoT, one of the value propositions is to generate insights. You know, we can, we can have these, all these uh, services and devices, you know, up and running and, and not connected to the cloud, you know, kind of in a pre-IoT world. It all works still, right? You didn't need the, you know, you didn't need uh, Internet, Internet of Things to enable some of these, uh, these you know, existing solutions. Um, so when you, when you connect your, your business uh, up to an Internet of Things solution, um, you're generating a lot more data, um, which is, uh, is very powerful. It's a lot of information to wield. And so analytics can help you uh, make sense of that data um, and give you new insights that you can use to inform other business decisions, or there might be uh, you know, secondary insights that you learn that you can sell back to, uh, to the market. Like, hey, you know, we, we had all of these solar panel devices, and we learned something about the, uh, the tumbleweed uh, system of Nevada because of all the technicians that we had to send out and all of the times where just having the device you know, rotate and clear the, clear the dirt off. Uh, was successful. That's that's information that you learned uh, because you connected this this fleet of devices, this existing solution, uh, up to the cloud and started collecting all of this data. Um, and so the other thing that's important about uh, analytics to consider is that by uh, in the in the implementation uh, of the kind of the blueprint schematic that I had with the lambda function, uh, I'm combining 
uh, real-time data about the present with uh, more information that I'm collecting from the fleet aggregate. Also, I'm, collect I'm combining it with information from uh, the past. Um, and I'm combining some of those insights, some of those analytics, to learn something new about the service. Uh, as I was designing uh, the simulation uh, service, I had actually forgotten that I had uh, set my, my uh, solar panel devices that are in Maine to have cloudy weather. And so when I was uh, uh, kind of finalizing and, and testing the, the simulation uh, demo, I couldn't figure out why I had all of these alerts coming in uh, from the devices that I had set up in Maine. Uh, and it turns out I had forgot that I had set that cloudy weather and the system was working actually as I expected it to uh, almost, uh, almost too well. Um, and so, you know, by, by combining information, you know, say I didn't know that it was cloudy in Maine uh, because I had told my, my system to work that way, I would have learned that, hey, I, all of my devices in Maine are, are operating, you know, out of the, the norm of the, the fleet across the country. I'm going to go investigate that. I'm going to go learn about something. Um, and then I can take that data and just put it right back into the data model and say, okay, now I know to expect cloudy weather in Maine. My devices aren't going to operate as efficiently there. How does that help my business make its next move? How do I make that next decision? Um, and so this uh, just kind of creates a, a cycle uh, where your analytics help you understand something. You apply that knowledge to a new, a new data model, ask new questions, uh, and keep growing, growing what you know uh, and the, the capabilities uh, of your system. So uh, as I said, that new, uh, that new metric service is in limited preview. Um, if you have any questions about that or are interested in, uh, in trying it out, um, you can use this email address uh, here on the slide. Um, slides will also be up on uh, the reInvent website um, pretty soon after the uh, conference. Um, you know, we're, look, we're interested in uh, customers to try it out. We're interested to hear about your use cases and, and how you might be using analytics to just, you know, not just uh, study and, and uh, you know, uh, understand the, the health of, of your fleet, but also how can you use analytics to generate new data models, to generate new insights. Thanks. Uh, so remember to complete those evaluations, and then we'll use whatever time we have left for Q&A.